Hello all my nieces and nephews and welcome to Auntie Jojo's Library. My library is open to all listeners but it was specifically created for my seven wonderful nieces and nephews. I started this podcast back in December because I wanted to keep in contact with all of my nieces and nephews. Some live in North Carolina and some live in Maryland. So we aren't too far away, but we're a little bit too far away for me to share stories with them monthly, like I can on this podcast. This episode, I'm going to be reading the Calico Illustrated Classics, Alice in Wonderland. This story is written by Lewis Carroll, and this is a shortened version from the original Lewis Carroll story, so Lisa Malarkey had a hand in some of the writing as well. This episode, I'll be reading to you chapters 1 and 2. Let's get started. Chapter 1, Down the Rabbit Hole. Alice was tired of sitting by her sister on the riverbank. She had nothing to do. Once or twice, she peeked into the book her sister was reading. It wasn't very exciting. It had no pictures or dialogue in it. What good is a book, thought Alice, without pictures or conversations? She wondered if she should search for daisies to make a daisy chain. She was about to begin her search when a white rabbit with pink eyes ran by her. There wasn't anything particularly odd about the rabbit running close to her, but this rabbit was different. This rabbit spoke. Oh dear, oh dear, I shall be late, it said, but it wasn't until the rabbit took out a watch of its pocket that Alice ran across the field after it. She caught up with it just in time to see it pop down a large rabbit hole under the hedge. Within a minute, Alice went down after it. She never once considered how in the world she'd get back out again. The hole went straight on like a tunnel for quite a ways. Then it dipped down so suddenly that Alice had no time to think about stopping herself. She fell so fast. It was as if she was going down as well. She decided that the well was either very deep or she was falling slowly. Alice had plenty of time to look around her. At first, she tried to look down to see where she was going, but it was too dark to see anything. Then she looked to the sides of the well. They were filled with cupboards and bookshelves. There were maps lying around and pictures hung on pegs. Alice grabbed one of the jars on the shelves as she passed. It was labeled orange marmalade. To her great disappointment, it was empty. She didn't dare drop the jar and hurt anyone underneath, so she managed to place it on a shelf as she continued to fall. Well, thought Alice, after such a fall as this, I shall think nothing of tumbling down the stairs. Even if I fell off the house, it would not be such a fall as this. Down, down, down. Would the fall ever end? I wonder how many times I've fallen, Alice thought. I must be getting near the center of the earth. Let me see. That would be about 4,000 miles down. Then she had an eerie thought. I wonder if I shall fall through the earth. I'd have to ask if I were in New Zealand or Australia, I suppose. Alice tried to curtsy as she fell, for she wanted to appear polite. They'd think I was a silly girl for asking, Alice said aloud. She decided she'd never ask anyone which country she landed in. She found out she'd find out the answer herself. She must. 
down, down, down. There was nothing else to do. So Alice soon began talking again. My poor cat. Dinah will miss me terribly tonight. I do hope they'll remember her saucer of milk at tea time. <sighs> Alice sighed. Oh, Dinah, I do wish you were here with me. There are no mice in the air, though. Perhaps you'd catch a bat. Do cats eat bats, I wonder? Alice started to get sleepy. She continued to talk to herself. Do cats eat bats? Do bats eat cats? She had no answer. She was dozing off when suddenly, thump, down she came upon a heap of leaves. At last, the fall was over. Alice wasn't hurt one bit. She jumped to her feet. It was very, very dark. Before her, there was a long passage. The white rabbit was scurrying down it. Alice chased it in a flash. She could hear the white rabbit speaking. Oh, my ears and whiskers. How's late it's getting. It's terribly late, terribly late. Then the white rabbit rounded the corner and was gone. Alice was left alone in a long hall. It was lit only by lamps hanging from the roof. There were doors all around the hall. Alice walked up and down, tried to open each one, but she had no luck. They, they were all locked. How would she ever get out? Suddenly, Alice came up on a three-legged table. It was made of solid glass. On top of the table laid a tiny golden key. She noticed the locks on the doors were much bigger. The key would have never worked. Lucky for her, she then saw a curtain about 15 inches high. Behind it was a little door. To her delight, the key fit the lock. Alice opened the door. It led to a small passage, no bigger than a rat hole. She knelt down and looked along the passage into the loveliest garden you ever saw. How Alice longed to get out of that dark hall. Wouldn't it be wonderful to wander among the beds of bright flowers? The cool fountain would feel lovely. How she wished she could reach it. But it would be impossible. She couldn't even fit her head through the doorway. Even if I could get my head through, what good would it do without my shoulders? Alice asked the door. There seemed to be no use waiting by the little door. So she went back to the table. She half hoped she might find another key on it. This time she found a little bottle on the table. Alice knew it was certainly not there before. Tied around the neck of the bottle was a paper label that said, Drink me. The words were beautifully printed in large letters. Alice was not going to rush into drinking anything without examining the label a little better. I'll look first to see if it says poison on the bottle. She had read far too many stories where children were eaten by beasts or had other bad things happen to them. Why? All because they didn't remember the rules of safety they'd been taught. After examining the label and seeing no such word, Alice drank it. What an odd feeling, said Alice. I must be shutting up like a telescope. She was indeed. Alice was now only ten inches high. She ran towards the garden at once, but when she got to the door, she realized she had forgotten the key. When she went back to get it, she couldn't reach it. She was too small now. When she looked up, she could see it through the glass. She tried her best to climb up of up on one leg. No luck. She was too small and it was too slippery. Alice sat down and cried. Soon, her eyes fell on a little glass box under the table. She hadn't noticed it before. She opened it to find a small cake. The words, eat me, were beautifully written with berries. Well, 
I'll eat it. If it makes me grow taller, I'll reach the key. If it makes me grow smaller, then I'll creep under the door. Either way, I'll get into the garden. I don't care which happens. Alice nibbled on the cake and anxiously said, Which way? Which way? She held her hand to her head to see which way it was going to grow. There was no change. She remained the same size. Disappointed, she decided to finish the entire cake. Chapter 2. The Pool of Tears Curiouser and curiouser, cried Alice. Now I'm opening out like a large telescope. Goodbye, feet. When she looked down, her feet looked so far off it was impossible for her to reach them. Oh, my poor feet, I wonder who will put our stockings and shoes on now. I won't be able to any more, but I must be kind to them, said Alice, or they won't walk the way I want them to go. That would be dreadful. She decided that she would give them a new pair of boots every Christmas. As Alice thought about her far-off feet, her head struck against the roof of the wall. She was now over nine feet tall. She grabbed the little golden key and hurried off to the garden door. Poor Alice. She had to lie down on her side to look through the keyhole into the garden, but to get through now was even more hopeless than ever. She sat down and began to cry. You ought to be ashamed of yourself, Alice huffed. Stop crying this moment, she ordered herself. But she couldn't stop the tears. She shed gallons and gallons of tears until a large pool surrounded her. The pool was four inches deep and reached halfway down the hall. After a time, she heard a little pattering of feet in the distance. She quickly dried her eyes so she could see what was coming. The white rabbit suddenly reappeared, splendidly dressed. He had a pair of white kid gloves in one hand and a fan in the other. He came trotting along in a hurried pace. Oh, the Duchess, he muttered. I've kept her waiting. She'll be mad at me. Oh, dear. Alice had no choice but to ask for help. Sir, if you please. But Alice's voice scared off the white rabbit. He dropped his belongings and scurried into the darkness. Alice snatched up the fan and, since it was very hot, fanned herself. Dear, dear, how queer everything is today. Everything was fine yesterday, but now? I wonder if I've changed in the night. She tapped her chin. Let me see. Am I the same as I was this morning? If I'm not the same person, then who am I? Alice began thinking of all the children she knew her own age. Maybe she was changed into one of them. She pursed her lips. I'm sure I'm not Angelina. Her hair has long brown strands. I have none at all. And Elena? Well, I can't be Elena. Well, I can't be Elena. She has curly blonde ringlets, and I have none. To test herself, she thought of all the things she knew. Let me see. Four times five is twelve, and four times six is thirteen. Then she thought about the problems once more. Oh no, I think I've forgotten my math. This is all so puzzling to me. Maybe I should try geography. London is the capital of Paris. Paris is the capital of Rome. Rome is the capital of... Uh, no, that's wrong. Now I'm certain I must have been changed into Mabel. Mabel doesn't know anything, for I don't know anything anymore. 
Alice started to cry. If I am Mabel, I might as well stay here, for I know nothing of value up there. The truth was, Alice didn't dare want to stay where she was. She cried more. I am so lonely here by myself. She was surprised when she looked down at her hands. She was wearing one of the small white kit gloves. Oh, how did I manage that? She whispered. They're so small. I must have grown smaller. She got up and measured herself next to the table. She was about two feet tall and continuing to shrink. As soon as she realized that the fan was making her shrink, she dropped it to the ground. She dropped it just in time, for surely she would have disappeared altogether very soon. She was certain of it. What a narrow escape, said Alice. She was quite frightened but relieved to still exist. And now, for the garden. She ran all the way to the little door, but it was closed again. The little golden key was still lying on the glass table. Just like before, but things are now worse than ever. I am way too small to reach it. She leaned forward trying to reach it. Of course, she had no luck. At that moment, she slipped. She was soon up to her chin in salt water. Her first thought was that she ended up in the sea. She looked around to see if she recognized the seaside. Before long, she realized she was not at the beach. Rather, she was in a pool of tears. Tears she had wept when she was nine feet high. I wish I hadn't cried so much, cried Alice as she swam about trying to find a way out. How awful everything is today. Simply dreadful. She then heard something splashing about the pool. She swam closer to get a better look. It was a mouse who had slipped into the water just like herself. Oh, mouse, do you know the way out of the pool? I am so tired of swimming around. The mouse just stared at Alice. Perhaps he doesn't understand English, thought Alice. I bet it's a French mouse. So she began again. Way mes This was the first lesson in her French book. The mouse leaped away and quivered with fright. Oh, I beg your pardon, Alice said. I, I forgot you mustn't like cats. Please forgive me. I mean no harm. Not like cats, shrieked the mouse. Would you like cats if you were me? Perhaps not, said Alice in a soothing voice. But don't be angry. I do wish I could show you my cat, Dinah. I think you'd take a fancy to cats if you could only see her. She's such a dear, quiet little thing. She looked at the mouse. It was shaking all over. Oh, I'm so sorry. I won't talk about her any more if it offends you. The mouse trembled from the tail, the tip of its tail to the its nose. Okay, the mouse trembled from the tip of its nose to the end of its tail. Our family has always hated cats. They're nasty and vulgar. Please don't mention the nasty word again. I won't, said Alice in a great hurry to change the subject. Are you fond of dogs? The mouse didn't answer, so Alice continued talking. There is such a nice dog by our house. I'd like to show you. It fetches and begs for dinner. It does all sorts of wonderful things. The farmer says it kills rats of all sorts. Uh, she didn't finish. Oh, dear, said Alice as she saw the mouse swimming away and making quite a commotion in the pool. Mouse, do come back. We won't talk about cats or dogs, I promise. The mouse turned back and swam up to Alice with a pale face. Let's get to the shore and I'll tell you my story. You'll soon know why I hate cats and dogs. The pool was quite crowded. 
now with all the animals that had fallen in. There was a duck, a dodo, a lorry, an eaglet, and other curious creatures. Alice led the way back to shore. Thank you so much for joining me in my library for the readings of chapters 1 and 2 from the Calico Illustrated Classics, Alice in Wonderland. The month of April we'll be reading chapters from this book every Monday. Next Monday we'll be reading chapters 3, 4, and 5. Make sure that you like and subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss out on any new episode releases. You can email me at auntiejojoslibrary at gmail.com. You can even send me a voice message in the voice message link on whatever app you're listening to this podcast on. I'd love to know where you're listening from and what's been your favorite story so far. If you're listening through Apple Podcasts, you can leave me a review. That way, hopefully, I'll get more listeners. As always, I'm looking forward to sharing more stories with you.